Merry Christmas, Liberty Lake Church family and community. Won't you join us with Go Tell It on the Mountain? get to preach here on Sundays, and we're glad to have you here. Not every Sunday, actually. It's kind of nice. We have other guys that jump in as well. So uh, welcome, Merry Christmas, and thank you for joining us this evening. Uh, we've got a couple of uh, announcements. One is, uh, as some of you came in, you noticed there was a camera up front. That camera will be back if you would like to take a family photo. As we know, it's hard to get some of us dressed up for events in in this particular day and time, and so they have arranged for photos to be taken, and you can get that uh, picture taken, and they'll e email that picture to you, or a couple of pictures, and you can have a nice Christmas family photo um, if you would like to after the service. And I want to also remind you all that we are doing church here on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Uh, we do have uh, uh, some overflow rooms, so if the space gets too tight and you'd like a little bit more space, uh, just for your own safety precautions, we have uh, the Family Life Center is now set up and running, and the basement is set up. It's actually the fireside room. It's not, well, it is the basement, but we call it the fireside room, and uh, you can use that as an overflow as well. So thank you for joining us this evening. This time I'm going to introduce Lee 
uh, Schwarzenberg and his family, they are going to come up and actually uh, walk us through the last candle in our Advent candle process tonight. So come on up and the mic's over here for you guys. Hi, we're the Schwarzenberg family. Uh, this is my husband, Lee, for those that don't know him. Uh, our oldest daughter, uh, Logan. <laughs> I was going to call you Taylor. Um, this is um, my youngest daughter, Taylor, and our little guy, uh, Kai. And so we're going to be reading today from Luke chapter 2. At the time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, um, Judah, sorry, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. The son, she gave birth to her first child, a son, and she wrapped him in snuggly strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging for them available. Won't you join us as we sing, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Spirits by the 
At this time, uh, if you look under your seats, you should have candles uh, waiting for you as uh, we're going to do the candle lighting at this time uh, to a song, uh, Silent Night. And um, so uh, I believe we have some guys who are ready and willing to light those. Um, and uh, this is probably going to get read tonight, but I thought I'd read it anyway. Uh, Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And it give, gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. You are the light of the world, church. Let's light the candles together.
Father, for implanting in each of us a holy light, and by your Holy Spirit, and by believing in your Son, that light is ignited, and it shines so brightly for all the world, and right now the world is, is broken. <laughs> I rephrase that, it's always been broken, and we all need Jesus, and we all love you, and we thank you, and I pray that you would bless the message tonight, that it would bless our hearts in this giving season of Christmas. Thank you, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can blow out your candles and uh, look for a bucket coming around to throw them in. Some of you may be wondering, hey, normally we do this later, and uh, we, we kind of changed up the order. You may be seated too, so... Um, but we changed up the order tonight just a little bit because I'm not going to be reading and bringing all the kids up like we've normally done. So I, I thought it'd be good for them to have, for us to have something to do in the middle. But it also ties very well in with uh, the text that we're looking at tonight um, and, and this idea of our, this candle representing the light of the world uh, that Christ is and, and the, where there was a star that was actually directed and, and brought these, the wise men to him. Uh, to worship him. So turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 2, and we're going to read uh, verses 1 through 12. My notes say 1 through 122, but we're not going to read all of those. So Matthew 2, 1 through 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. 
And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. One of the reasons that I uh, wanted to look at this passage this uh, this week, this year, uh, for uh, for our Christmas Eve service, was um, there's a couple of really neat things for me uh, in in the fact that Jesus has a star, and 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 it actually led these wise men or these magi to him uh, and and to King Herod. So, um, one of the there's one of the things I discovered as I was going through this. There's a whole lot of of um, ideas around some of the really neat stuff that's happening in here. Like, where are these wise men from? Who are they? Uh, and there are some scholars that actually believe that they could possibly have been uh, magi that were trained up by Daniel during the Babylonian uh, captivity, because at one point Daniel was put in charge of them. And so it's very possible that, that that's where they, they're coming from. But in our, in our text, we just see they've arrived from the east, and they show up. And what's their first question? Where's the king? Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? They, they anticipate uh, this arrival of a king, and they show up at King Herod's house asking to see the king who has come. Isn't that amazing? Herod's response, yes, we're so excited to introduce you to him. That did not happen. You guys read that with me, right? You guys were there in the text? What did it say that their problem was? What happened? The whole nation was terrified by this. What's going on? We don't know, what's, what, we don't know where he's at. Uh, and, and, and he wasn't there um, with King Herod, and they were troubled by this. Well, what I love about this particular text, we're going to take just a short trip through the Old Testament. I, I, just, I want you to see this. Uh, the, the, it's, just, it's an incredible reality. Um, these wise men came looking for a king, and there's evidence of this king coming. Uh, we see it, one of the places that we see it in the Old Testament is Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 5 through 6. Follow along with me. I think it might be up on the screen, so you'll be all right. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and he shall execute judgment or justice and righteousness in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell securely. And this is the name by which he will be called, the Lord is our righteousness. I thought it was interesting as, as I was reading through the text. And one of the things that jumped out to me is that the wise men actually showed up at King's Herod Palace, King Herod's palace, expecting to find the prince there through the, through the king's line, actually, to be, to be part of the, the kingly line that was in charge at that time. And, and 
which, you know, when I first read this, I'm like, why did they go to Herod? Everybody knew he wasn't a good guy, um, but clearly uh, he was king and, and he was on the throne. And so they showed up and, and, and began that conversation with him. Uh, they anticipated him as, as well, right? The Jews knew he was coming. Did you see what, the, what their response was? When, Car- when Herod goes to uh, his, his people and they go to the chief priests and the scribes and they're saying, hey, and I love the, 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 the statement is very important. He inquires of them where the Christ was to be born. He uses the title of the coming Messiah. He knows who he's asking about, the, this promised king of Israel. Where's the Christ to be born? And they go and quote, Uh, out of Micah chapter 5. Turn in your Bibles. If you have your Bibles, turn in them to Micah chapter 5. Man, listen to those pages running today. Amazing. Your screen protectors must really be getting worn out. Micah 5, chapter chapter 5, verse 2. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one... Uh, who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has given birth. Then the rest of his brothers shall return to the people of Israel, and he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall dwell securely, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be their peace." So we see that, that we've got two Old Testament, and I know there's more, where we actually see that Jesus, this coming king, is prophesied and he's expected. And, and, and they are actually watching for him. I mean, they even knew the location for where he was going to be born, uh, actually going to be born. And Herod, getting this information, sends his, uh, these, these wise men uh, to go and find him find out where he was, and um, he actually asks about the time, which I think is very interesting. Uh, I think growing up, I thought the wise men showed up with the shepherds, and and they were all bringing him gifts, and there was this amazing thing. But we actually see in the text that they show up at a house where Mary's living. And if you go down a little bit farther in the text, if you read in Matthew a little bit farther, you'll actually see one of the great atrocities of King Herod's time. And he, he goes back and looking for the king to try and remove him, make sure that he can't have the throne. He goes back two years and wipes out anybody that could possibly be a threat to the throne. And so there's a good chance that the, the, the wise men have shown up two years after Jesus was born or about that time. Now, what really grabbed me in the text as I was reading through, did you see what they called, uh, what they actually said about his star? I love that they actually say this in verse 2. The wise men say, where is, he, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Have you ever thought about that? That Jesus, when he was born, that he had a star that was actually placed in the, 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 the cosmos. It was up in, uh, in space directing people, directing the wise men specifically, but also as a sign to the Jews that the Messiah was born, that he was here. Have you guys been watching any of the, the, the Star of Bethlehem stuff? Anybody getting all excited about that? Now, I'm, I am not an astrologist, so do not take this for fact. It, it, it's just giving you my opinion. I'm not convinced 
that the Bible referencing his star that was there for him and quite possibly for two years as they saw it, he wanted to know when he when when uh, the the wise men saw it so he could figure out how long he how old he was and be able to find him. I'm not convinced that it was two planets aligning and staying aligned for all those years. I, I think maybe he has his own star and we just happened to see a really cool anomaly and we like it to be the star of Bethlehem. Just saying, my opinion, I'm not an astrologist, so don't go to the bank and don't argue with anybody about it. For Pete's sake, our pastor said, no, just giving you my opinion. But it's incredible that he has his own star. We should take a minute and stop and think about this. Who is this baby that's being born? You know, we've read, it's Jesus, that's right. We've read about him. We talk about him. We see his miracles all throughout Scripture. We, we preach on it on a regular basis. But this particular child who is born has a star placed in heaven, his own star. We actually see reference to this in Numbers, in Numbers chapter 24, which I was just blown away by how far into the Old Testament some of this stuff was woven in, and it's just incredible to me. Numbers chapter 24, verse 17. Says this, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. It shall crush the forehead of Moab and break down all the sons of Sheph. Jesus had his own star. In fact, at the end of the Bible, Revelation chapter 22, Jesus himself makes a statement in John's account of the vision that he saw in Revelation 22, verse 16. It says this, I, Jesus, have sent an, my angel to testify to you about the things, uh, these things for the church. I am the root, the descendant of David, the bright morning star. Jesus, in, in this passage, is claiming to be the king again, as he has done uh, over and over. And as even on Sunday, last week, we saw him uh, convicted of heresy because he claims to be the Messiah, the promised, prophesied king, born a man who died on the cross. So we have candles. Uh, some of the young kids got candles in their bags. Would you guys find those candles? I just want you to light them up for me, make sure they're all working, because we want you to take these home so that you can be reminded about the star of Jesus and that, that it does bring light. Did, if there's adult kids that don't have one, we have extras. We can get some of you adults that are struggling with not having your candle. Um, we can get them for you. So would you guys hold those up really high for me? I can see Zeke. I can see yours. I can see in the back there where, oh, I see it, Kai. Oh, I see you. I see it. Oh, in the back. Okay, we got, we've got most of them. I'm serious. Oh, Carrie, you got your light too? Thank you. That's just awesome. I wasn't going to mention you, but you, should, you turned it on. So Jesus is referenced as having his own star. Uh, we, he's actually called the bright morning star. In fact, John describes him for us in the, the beginning of the Gospel of John. He describes this coming Messiah. And I want you to see this because uh, as we think about and we celebrate the birth of Jesus this year, I believe it's supposed to cause us to respond. And it's supposed to cause a change in our lifestyle and in our activity when we see him for the prophesied king, the Messiah, the, this, the Savior that has been born. 
In John chapter 1, uh, verse 9, it says this, The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of light, of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Here we have this picture of the true light that's come into the world, led by a star, with his own star, and, and we see Jesus as this true light. And what I think is so amazing is that you actually see his own people, King Herod and, and those who are around rejecting him, even though they had the prophecy. And, and testimony comes from these wise men from the east who aren't Jews. And they show up and testify that, that this is what they've seen and, and that the Messiah, your king, has arrived. And because of that, because of Christ's arrival, being the true light, fulfilling the will of the Father, he has become the salvation for you and for me, which he was promised to be for Israel. And, and, and amazingly, in, in Ephesians, we see that, that it was God's plan for him to reunite, unite both Jews and Gentiles uh, together in that salvation. So the question that I had for myself this week is, okay, so what? Yay! You guys, is that good? You feel pretty good? Yeah, so what are we going to do about it? We claim that Christ is our Messiah, the promised king, the light of the world. We claim that those things are true, right? Okay, because we should be. We're here celebrating Christmas. That's, that's kind of the idea. Did you see what he said, what John said about who we are? That because of what Christ did, it gave us the, the, the opportunity to become children of God. To, to actually take the responsibility. And Jesus himself tells us what it looks like to be children of God. What it looks like for you and for me to actually act in that manner and to reflect that reality in chapter uh, 5 of Matthew. Matthew chapter 5, 14 through 16, the passage that that uh, Travis read earlier for us. Look at what it says. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. The same light. Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. When we celebrate Christ's birth, when we celebrate the arrival of the Messiah, we should be reminded of the privilege that you and I have to be called children and the responsibility I believe we have to reflect his light for the glory of his Father. I want you guys to pull up those candles again. We got some young ones with candles. And uh, can, can somebody just dim the lights for me one more time? You guys got to help me with this, all right? So every, if everybody can look around, I, some of you don't look like you're standing up. Can, you guys, can we get them up any higher? You can stand on the chairs. I give you permission. Yes, there we go. Okay, we got, we got a couple. I see a couple of adult lights are up. Very good. Here's what I want you guys to do. I want you to cover them up real quick. Cover them up so we can't see them. Oh, good job, Zeke. Oh, I see. Almost, they're almost gone. Look at how much harder it is to see them. 
Is that, that's what Jesus was saying in Matthew, is that we don't light lights to cover them up so you can't see them. What do we do? We're going to uncover them so that we can see and other people can see the light. Can you guys see the lights better now? Very good. All right, thank you guys. Good job. You should give them a hand. That's, that's, a, that's a great, great work, you guys. So that, I think that's our call. That's our challenge. Yes, we celebrate Christmas. Yes, it's an amazing time. We have lots of great family traditions that we do, and there's, there's uh, many, many great things that we have as, as the, the church of Christ. But the reality is, is that Jesus came as the light of the world, and he, he, God gave him his own star to light the way, to bring people to that reality, to express, uh, to, to show, and to, to, uh, uh, to actually... Um, Lead people into his arrival on the earth. And you and I are called to be lights to the world. Even the frogs are singing about it. Man, if you guys can't get excited about celebrating the arrival of the Messiah, the frogs are going to help you. No idea where, where he's hiding at. That is awesome. So, <laughs> go and be lights to the world this year. Is there ever been a time in your life that you can remember where the church has been more needed to reflect the glory and hope that is in the arrival of a Messiah? I don't think there's ever been a time where it's been more powerful. Did you see in some of the songs, even, even the, the old traditional Christmas songs that we were singing, we're talking about getting rid of division in the, in, in the nation, actually bringing people together in unity around peace, who is what Christ is for us. So as you celebrate this year, my challenge for you, what I want to encourage you to ask is, how am I going to reflect the glory of my Father? As I celebrate the arrival of the Messiah, the King of Kings, my Savior, how will I reflect that? How will I shine my light in my community, in my home, in my work, and in my neighborhood? That's what we celebrate. And that's what we get the privilege of celebrating. We are not just doing a religious activity today. We celebrate the arrival of a king who's gonna, who has changed everything and secures our future and our hope as his children. What a joyful thing to celebrate. And it should change how we live and how we shine in our neighborhoods as we go out this year and start 2021 in just a few days. Let's pray. Father, thank you again for your, the joy that we can have in the light of the gospel, in the light of your word, and the hope that comes because Christ the Messiah arrived as you prophesied he would. He suffered as you prophesied he would, and he rose again to become the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and our true hope the source of, our, of the gospel and the source of the joy that we have in this season, the peace for all mankind. As we follow you, as we believe in you and the work that, you're, that Christ did on the cross, Lord, we have hope and we have peace. May we shine like that uh, truth is, is overwhelming our own hearts this, this year, this, uh, this Christmas season. May that uh, reflect in everything that we do, how we care for our neighbors, how we deal with conflict and disappointment, how we celebrate with joy. May you be glorified in all that we do in your name. Amen. I've asked the team to actually, well, we've talked, we talked about it, but they're going to do City on a Hill.
and, and we're going to go out with a little bit of a different song, which is why we did Silent Night and the, and the candles a little bit early, just as a reminder that that is our call. If we are truly His children, if we, if we truly understand who the Messiah is in Christ who was born, then, then we should be a light to the world and we should make a difference in our communities this year. You are the light of the world.
Y'all have a merry, merry Christmas and a happy new year. Love you guys.